Welcome to the Expected Victory Podcast, a podcast about overcoming barriers that are preventing us from experiencing the victories we expect to achieve in our lives. Each week, we'll discuss real-life situations that sometimes prevent us from being the best versions of ourselves, and then look at tools and tricks to overcome or bypass these barriers. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. Today, I have Danielle Smith with us. Uh, Danielle is a 30-something whose birthday happens to be tomorrow uh, at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. She's a a lovely 30-something that works at a Fortune 500 company um, that's pretty well known. We won't talk about it, but she kind of moved up the ranks rather quickly. She got her, I think her undergrad degree from University of Louisville, Go Cards, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. has experience in social work. She has experience in homopathy. Um, she is actually a, a Reiki specialist. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. And yep. she does tarot, tarot, she does tarot cards. Right? You can pronounce tarot, tarot, it's different ways. Okay. She does tarot, tarot. Um, she does readings. And if you're ever interested in a reading, we can make sure that we give you her Instagram information so that you can reach mm-hmm. out to her. So uh, today we're just having a fun, short conversation about monogamy. And so let's be clear. Let's, what do we think about monogamy? And how do we even get to this conversation? That's, that's kind of what we'll go to. I, it's so funny how we all became friends through my husband, but I mm-hmm. love the ability to kind of like, have someone that is so different than me, but <laughs> great and wonderful. And so uh, anyway, uh, so we're going to try to get right into it. What is your opinion about monogamy? I think, well, first of all, I think monogamy is a choice. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with monogamy um, at all. I see people, it works for them and, you know, but I don't, it's possible, but I also don't believe that every person or that the person that you're with with well, one person fulfills every single need for you. So I, I think that's why we do have poly relationships. But every time you hear about poly, people assume that you're just being with different people sexually. And that's not what polyamory is. Um, you can have poly relationships with your friends. Like, you know, if you have a group of friends that you hang out with, that's a poly relationship. It's just not sexual, but it's more of giving you that emotional or intimate feeling that maybe your partner is just so give to you all the time. But I do think monogamy is definitely, um, you can do it because people do it all the time. <laughs> I just think that you can, one person cannot fulfill every single need for you. But it's a choice that you can do it. It's just a matter of, are you going to be fulfilled all the time, every time? And the answer is no, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So while I agree with you, I don't think it's possible for one person to fulfill the needs of another for an eternity. I mean, I know that we like to think so. Um, and we know that in romantic comedies mm-hmm. that occurs and on TV and every place else, but we know ultimately that it is unlikely there's one human being that could fulfill everything. Right. But I would argue with you that your goal may not be for one person to fulfill everything, but for them Mm -hmm. to fulfill those things that are most important where, Mm -hmm. you know, um, oh, maybe 
maybe they're, they're a, a, a level one out of 10 in these two areas, but all these other areas, they are 10 and I can live with that and I can compromise with that and I can be satiated with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, if you're healthy, you're not expecting the other person to be your be all end all of everything. Right. But you started at a, with a contract in the relationship. Most contracts uh, start with exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Not all, but most do. And mm-hmm. so while you're right, there may be nothing wrong with having a polyamorous lifestyle. Because right. you know what you want and it's straight. When you have a monogamous lifestyle, it's not as easy because that initial contract was there is when we're, we're going to, you know, that I, out of these 10 things, two of them, I am terrible at. Right. And you also know that within our contract, you can't go get these two from someplace else. Yeah. That's in the contract. That's in the mm-hmm. monogamy contract. So, you know, I ain't shit. <laughs> 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 but you agree <laughs> not mm-hmm. to go nowhere. I think yeah. that's where that sits. That's where that lies. Um, I don't know if it was you who said it or if it was somebody else that I was talking to. And they said, why is it when we talk about fulfilling our needs, why is it that we always depend on another person to fulfill our needs when it's ourselves that we need to fulfill first? I don't know if it was you or if it was somebody else. I don't know. I like, that's a good it, point. It sounds like something I would say. It does, <laughs> but that's a good point. Like, why are we always so adamant about everybody else fulfilling our needs, but we can't even fill our own, like for our own self? You know what I mean? It's just like I, you, I, I would say it was you, I really do, and I was just thought about that. I was like, oh my god, she's right. Like, why are we so concerned about what makes you know happiness comes from it first and foremost, and nobody can make you happy. I mean. They give you moments, but mm-hmm. as far as like happiness and joy, that's something that only you and spirit and God can fulfill. Nobody else can do that for you. And so when people be like, I need them to do this, this to fulfill my needs. And when you was like, well, you have to fulfill your own needs first. And I'm like, makes place. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, you know? So for me, like, I know um, I'm one of the, the few ones that, believes in poly lifestyles but then I sat there I thought about it and I said I'm a little too um I don't want to say jealous I'm I'm can be possessive and so I don't know if that would work for me but I can see how the lifestyle works for certain people like I understand it but I think for me it would I'll probably have to be exclusive because you know I don't, I don't know I don't know about that I don't know if we could like bring in this other woman or this other man I mean you know whatever and help with this, that, and third. I'm like, well, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. So it's funny. So, so here's, here's, I will be very explicit. I have a monogamous lifestyle. <laughs> I have my husband I've been with for 10 years. That's it. We're, we're in a monogamous relationship. There are needs I have not, I'm imagining that I have not fulfilled for him, you know, and there are needs that he has not fulfilled for me. But Mm -hmm. our contract stipulated monogamy. They Mm -hmm. can get all this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For monogamy. Mm -hmm. And that's the contract that we have worked under. And Mm -hmm. coming to compromises and, and, you know, 
all the way through. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't easy. It's still not easy, but mm-hmm. um, I today would not go into a monogamous contract. Really? Today. Why? Oh, why is that? Because, and I hope that doesn't sound bad. I love my husband. I would never yeah. leave my yeah. husband, never cheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I don't think I would ever cheat I, because I'm a human being. I know that anything is possible, but mm-hmm. um, I love my husband dearly and I wouldn't change our life at all. But I feel like it's impossible for one person to fulfill every need that I will have forever. Mm. And, 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 and this is not even sexual. Yeah. Case in point, I have this dream, this dream. My, one of my dream vacations would be two weeks in a car or a vehicle of, of sorts, driving, starting where we are, driving mm-hmm. six hours, stopping, Whatever city we in, we, we go, we do, you know, like we set up the cities in advance, you know, mm-hmm. have, make right, sure we have, right. but every six hours. So it's not too long. It's not too, you know, short, but like just all the way until we get to like the four corners. Okay. Uh, and then like, keep going. You just drive all over and then stop in Arizona, go to a spa. Mm-hmm. Like a I love to go to spas. And then fly my happy butt home. Mm-hmm. That is one of two weeks, like just two weeks of doing that. That's what I would love to do. Mm-hmm. My husband would <laughs> never agree to that. Not the <laughs> yeah. Never. I mean, mm-hmm. forget the fact that we have two kids that are under 10. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> but just the, besides that fact, this that does not sound like fun to him. That right. sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like he's driving through hell. Right, that right. That sounds like grounds for a divorce. Like that sounds <laughs> like torture for him. My, yeah. One of my dream vacations or experiences that I want in this lifetime mm-hmm. is the man who I love, whose children I care, carried and who, you know, whose butt I'll wipe one day. Mm-hmm would despise that it is his hell yeah we're compatible in a thousand and one ways to say Mm -hmm. well you shouldn't have been with him then because he didn't want to do that well the fact that he's a the best husband ever Mm -hmm. he is in a a wonderful father and a friend Mm -hmm. and a son and a brother and a cousin this great man i'm gonna let him go because we have different ideas on a great vacation. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, from a monogamy standpoint, yeah, I'm going to tip the scales with up scales and not go. With a poly standpoint, mm-hmm. I would love to do that with someone that I was romantically involved with. Mm-hmm. because that's a memory for me that's a bucket list thing for me. right and I would love for that and I and to enjoy it as much as I did to, mm-hmm. to love it as much as I would love it right you know that this would be an exciting ex- exhilarating thing not something where you're dragging someone along 
or your 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 that that uh, underlying oh annoyance and frustration. Mm-hmm. So I can't have a good time because I'm too concerned about you not having a good time. Right. Yeah, I would sign up for that. I would sign up for those things. If and I know again, I know that's unrealistic as well. That mm-hmm. okay, uh, you've got qualities four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, you got the remaining qualities. Okay, I'm gonna go with you on these. I know it's not like that. I get that. Mm-hmm. It's unrealistic, and it may work for some people. And oh, that would be awesome to talk to someone who's in a poly relationship and not right. do a spectacle. Because I hate when sometimes people get interviewed that are poly. I feel like they are treating them like a spectacle. Like, oh, look yeah. at these sex craze and look at what she did and they don't mind. It's so salacious. It is. And a lot of times it's not it's not only sex. It's not about the sex. A lot of times for them it's financial. Because if you think about it, three incomes is better than two or one. And so you got to think about it from a financial hey, standpoint. You're right. But no, like a lot of people do it for financial reasons. Cause like I said, like three incomes, four incomes is better than two or one. And so people do it for financial. A lot of people do it as a, like a knit. So they'll bring their families in. It's like one big family. So you can help raise, you know, the kids and all that stuff. Um, I remember I was talking to somebody and if she is comfortable, I might ask her. Cause she was an poly, she was a third. Um, and she was like, that was the best relationship that she was in because it was the, um, it was a husband and wife and she was the third. <clears throat> and so she was like, the kids met their kids and like, she was like, it worked out perfectly for, I think she was in for quite a while. And so um, it was, I think she said after she got divorced, that's when she was in that third. But, but yeah, she was like, it was the, it was the best relationship because you have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn how to be honest. You have to learn how to trust the people that you're with. And so, and like, and then she said, it's a financial aspect too. She was like, that's why I was the, the best relationship for her. Because she was like, you have to communicate in a relationship like that. Because somebody always feels lost. They might get a little jealous or whatever the case. And so, yeah, she said for her, that was the best relationship that she ever had was being a third. I was like, wow. See, and you know, I don't know if people even have the space to be honest about being in a poly, especially in our community. You know, because... Right yesterday i probably looked at you like mm. well not really because we know I, I i'm i don't swing but i'm like you know to each its own you only live once go to the yep. go to the four corners and stand on that spot where four four uh, states touch it and be happy mm-hmm. go go do what you want to do you know what i honestly could say you know um oh, tomorrow i'll be 37 but i'll be pushing 40 and i don't have to say the 30s were my best so far i mean of course i got hopefully god willing you know i have a longer life to live but like 30s were literally one of my best years because you really get to know and learn about yourself in your 30s and like and just the things that you really won't tolerate like your boundaries get better like you kind of have a focus like i don't know 30s were good to me i don't you know and they say it only gets better from here so i'm excited but but yeah girl you Girl, do when you like 65, when you got, uh, like, you know, yeah, uh, AR, no, we get ARP. They've been sending me letters, by the way, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am not old enough yet. Thank you. <laughs> but um, do it whenever, you know, and 
May, well, maybe. I want to do it while I can enjoy it. I want to do it well, when maybe, it's it, maybe he'll. You've know. known him longer than I have. <laughs> I was like, I know. He's very reluctant to change. So he's not. That is not ever going to happen. He's never going to be like, yeah, baby, I, yeah. No, <laughs> he's not going to do it because then he'll just yeah. talk about the kids. The kids will be there. The kids, well, yeah, they could be there. No, <laughs> it's 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 just interesting. It, I, I appreciate people have a different thought patterns and but if you go into a social contract and the social contract is monogamous yeah if we go into a social contract when we mm-hmm. go into monogamy like a woman woman man man whatever you're in a monogamous mm-hmm. relationship and i did this certain behavior over and over again and at mm-hmm. some point you're like hey i need you to stop doing this this certain behavior do we get to look at that contract and say well you didn't say it at the beginning of the contract that this was not an okay behavior. So mm. I'm gonna keep doing this behavior or not doing a behavior. Cause there are people out there, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, but, or right. not doing a behavior. So do you get the contract? Like I ain't doing it in the beginning, I ain't gotta do it now. Hmm, it's a good question. Or well, do you expect I, there to be compromise? Do you expect that you we, we grow together and there's a behavior that happens and like, yo, I don't, this, I, this is not something I can tolerate any longer. And do you compromise until you get to a place where both of you are at peace or it's yeah. that was part of the contract? See, I think that's the expectation. The expectation is probably, you know, okay, so if I'm doing something continuously, I'm not supposed to do, and you know, it's wrong and the contract is telling you, you're not supposed to do it. Then the compromise would be like, okay, or have that conversation again. But there's also people change all the time. So your your needs and your fulfillments might not be the same when you all first were exclusive compared to now or, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, it might be totally different. So maybe it does need some sort of revision after a certain amount of time of like, mm. okay, what is something that five years ago that you wouldn't tolerate at all, but now you're like, well, I kind of see this and working on that compromise because- yeah, people change all the time, I, you know, and your needs and your wants change all the time. And so I think you probably do have to have some sort of revision. Now, I don't know, like how everybody's different about having that conversation, but. You know what? I, I, I stand corrected. You're right. I was trying to be facetious, but you're absolutely right. It's not, not really, you know, I'm being as smart as I'm always as smart. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I think that 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 contract does evolve over time it, you know mm-hmm. I'm not the same person I was when I was 20 now that I'm 40 these are totally different numbers and totally different behaviors and mindsets and etc so mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not that same person and if there's and, and also little asterisk before I go off on a tangent if I stayed stagnant mm-hmm. and never changed then there wouldn't be a need to 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 revise the contract. Right, right. But I don't I don't think we should look at people who decide I'm I'm comfortable here. I don't think there's anything wrong with no I'm good here. I don't want to I don't yeah. want to grow. I don't want to go get my doctorate. I don't want to go run for the Olympics. You know I don't want to I don't want to take the trash out. Like I don't know. Like I don't want to. Yeah. We always want to condemn. Like ah oh, you don't want to do it. What's wrong with being content? Exactly. Why can't I be happy with my job, 
my my favorite car, my beer, my front porch. My why can't I just be happy with that? Mm-hmm. I think it's because society always pushes us to, for one, look at everybody else's um, circumstance or situation, or somebody might be in a better spot than the networks that you do. And I also think they also we also have this 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 um, thing in society like you always have to do something, you always have to push to do something. Well, in reality, some people are just really architect where they are. That's okay. Like, if if you're happy in the space that you're in, it's okay to sit. Sometimes it's okay just sit and enjoy it while you can enjoy it. Because, you know, life throws, throws curveballs at you all the time. Or things that you never thought would happen would happen. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's okay just sit in bliss and be okay. <laughs> or sit in contentment and be fine with it. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But I think society always pushes us. You have to do something. You have to do something better and bigger. Because that's just how, you know, it's how it is. And so... I, I'm, I agree with you. If you are content where you at, it is nothing wrong with just sitting there and enjoying the fruits of your labor. Like, you know what I mean? What and whatever that and lab, whatever that labor is, you know, like you know, yeah. it, I, I, I couldn't have said it better. I could not have said it better. It's <laughs> that people live. Yeah. Okay, I got way off on us. Get back, get back on it. Go on back. Here. Get back over here. But. um yeah, I think you're right that the ability to kind of change that contract and to be a different, allow for growth, maturity, because, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah, going to the club was way important maybe back in the day, but now my right knee. Three, four, five in the morning, just. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that knee wouldn't have recovered. Mm-hmm. I have to, uh, <laughs> I have to recover when we hang out late, too late. Like, well, right. we, we all know we should have went home. We all, we all. Everybody shouldn't. First of all, we all know we need to take a nap. We have, we have a party this Saturday. Y'all go ahead and take a nap before y'all come on over here. Mm-hmm. Y'all know. You know we're going to be there all night. But. Yeah, because I don't think the four of us, does, uh, the five of us have hung out since. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So you know we're going to be there all night. Mm-hmm. Then we all get up early. Well, you all get up early because of kids, but I still get up early because my, my body clock is like, all right, girl, 730, it's time to wake up. So, you know. but yeah, we, yeah, you change, your body changes, your ideals change. So, and under that line, I wonder if I should suggest to my husband again, say, oh, hey, babe, you know, I'm not the same person I was when you married me. And in mm-hmm. our social contract, you, we had this and this and we changed it. How about we open it up to a, a, a poly, a third? You think? Well, what do you we, think he's going to say? I got it. <laughs> I got it. I already know that answer. You know what? He's, really, he just gonna look at me and just walk away. Like he, he probably will. That. Yep. Okay. Yeah, my face. That's what that well, would you mean. know. And and the real the thing is, is like non-monogamy is what I like to call it because there's different levels of that. But non-monogamy is not for everybody. Monogamy is not for everybody. It's just. One of the things that you really have to find and fit your lane and figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And it's not one size fit out either. Like, you know what I mean? You could be like, I could be probably in the next time. You're like, nope, can't do that. Mm-mm, that's not for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. And it could, you're right. And it could be depending on upon who your partners are. I say, try it off. Do whatever you want to do. Make yourself happy. You only live once. Yeah. Forget what other people have to say about what you're doing. 
Here's the thing that I have learned since being in this panorama, Panini, whatever. I'm learning now that you do, you really have to do what makes you happy because we have no idea what's going to come next. We don't know like how long it will be. I mean, you just don't know. And so you just got to do things that makes you happy at this point, you know. That just made me happy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, as the world opens up I, and I want everyone to live. I just want to hold everyone's hands like, I love you. I love you. I know that sounds like some hippie. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. Like now I realize like before the pandemic, it, still, it, it was very hard for me to say I love you to someone because I don't want to get too much to it, but I didn't. Not that I didn't hear it a lot, but it wasn't our thing of like hugging and saying, I love you so much. We just did, we showed our love through action, not necessarily by saying I love you type deal, right? Mm-hmm. So it was very hard for me to say. Now since being in the pandemic and kind of working on myself, I tell people all the time, I love you so much. And when we left, I was like, I love you all so much because words are power. And so for you to like exude your love to somebody else by saying, I love you, they probably might really need to hear that. And you really like, when I say it, I mean, it. ain't no like, I love you, maybe. No, like when I say that, I mean that. And so for me, like now I just say, I love you. Like, I love it. (laughs) And so that's something that I am, um, I'm learning like to do more because that, and it sounds, but that might be the last time you say I love you to someone or they might mm. hear from you or whatever the case is. So, you know, I'm not trying to like be like scary talk, but it's true because you just don't know, like you really you don't. don't. So, you know, you, you do, you have to really live life to the fullest at this point because we mm. don't know. Are we, we, are we going to lock down you? I, I mean, I don't know, but just learn how to live to the fullest and not like you say that not caring when nobody says that doing it just because you want to anyways like regardless of what anybody's going to tell you or say yeah you know yeah i mean yeah yeah if you, as long as you're not harming yourself or someone else you're not violating a social contract um but yeah mm-hmm. that's where i'm at that i think that's why so we just recently went came back from a trip from uh to Nashville we were in Nashville Tennessee for a weekend mm-hmm. uh to have fun there was four of us and we all had an amazing time and at some point all four of us were by ourselves doing something yep. you know or you're not with the group and mm-hmm. no one was pissy about it or angry about it or everyone kind of did what they needed or wanted to do um yep. and I wasn't trying to make sure everybody was happy Mm-hmm. it's like very difficult are you good I still asked all the time but yeah. at least I didn't just go crazy but it was so good to just experience something different mm-hmm. for no other reason just to celebrate someone just to yep. celebrate somebody's life yeah because I've been in Nashville several times me too and that was the first time where and this is the first time where I had such a good experience with just the people that I was with um the stuff that we did like you said we all had our own time as well and like you said nobody got mad nobody got offended everybody just kind of did their own thing and then we all came back together like you know we did what we had to do with fish after trip but 
I mean, honestly, I'm not even kidding. That was one of the best trips I've been on. I've been to several trips, of course, but like, and I think more for one, it was the people, of course. Like you all just made it an amazing trip. But also I just think it's because of, we were also carefree. Like there was no like, no, I mean, there was some structure. There was some stuff that we planned out, but it was just so carefree. Everybody was just living. Like, it, you know what I mean? So I think that's what made it such a great trip. Everybody was just so like, oh. Like, yeah, living in the moment. Was oh. Like, yeah, we yeah. were living in the moment. Mm-hmm. We, we, were were, we were literally present. And so I think that's what a lot of people need to start doing is being more present and living in the moment and not so worried about what will happen next or what has happened before. Like live in the now, because that's all we got is now. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? So so yeah, live in the, in the now, in the present. That's yes. all we can do. So thank you for allowing me to record our conversation. Um, You're welcome. Because this has been pretty that fun. That was fun. It is that fun. fun. <laughs> it is fun. Um, but as always, thanks everyone for listening. If you think this conversation can help at least one person, just send it to that one person. I'd, I'd rather people get value out of something that I produce as opposed to just trying to get people to listen. So if one person get help or that this may, you know, provide some insight for them, send it to that just that one person. As always, I wish you love encouragement, abundance, and health. Thanks for joining us this week on the Expected Victory Podcast. If you have a topic you want discussed, send your questions to myquestion at expectedvictorypodcast.com. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and please leave a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you episodes you love. Thanks for listening and see you next time.